0: Welcome to Wednesday's Inside Look by Brooks. I'm joined by my co-host, Beach Brooks, and uh, one of the uh, litigation attorneys here, C.J. Laycock, Um, and I'm going to turn it over to Beach to kind of lead today.
1: So March is uh, National Brain Injury Awareness Month, and uh, brain injuries are something we deal with quite often um, in personal injury cases. These brain injuries are called the invisible injury because a lot of times, unlike a broken bone, it's hard to necessarily diagnose them or have them show up in medical testing. So CJ, if you can sort of explain to us, you know, how doctors diagnose these traumatic brain injuries and what clients and uh, people need to do to understand so they get the proper treatment and diagnosis, that'd be great.
2: Well, brain injuries are... um... They can run from something that's very, very obvious to things that are absolutely invisible. Uh, What I mean by very, very obvious is some people, they get into a wreck and they'll have their head split open and the physician can just see it. These are the easy to identify injuries like any other broken bone that you'd have. That's not really the ones that we're talking about when we're having to think about injuries that people can't see. and need to be aware of what we're seeing what we're talking about here are more like what the troops are coming back more and more are from afghanistan and iraq and what we're becoming more aware of with these people who have been uh, exposed to concussive forces or who have been in an automobile accident and shaken really hard sometimes they don't even hit their head sometimes it's just a really heavy shake forward back and forth Uh, these types of, well, insults to the brain, uh, they're not even true impacts to the skull, but insults to the brain and impacts inside of the skull uh, will cause the brain to suffer small injuries. And it's not really the size of an injury in the brain. It's more the location of the injury. You can have a large brain injury to a part of the brain that does more or less nothing and be fine, but you can have a very, very small injury in a critical part of the brain and you're dead or crippled or really, really messed up. So that's the type of brain injury that uh, we talk about as being the invisible brain injury. How this is usually first detected and diagnosed are from friends and family members. They notice that the person just doesn't seem to be who they were before. Their personality seems a little off. Um, Their memory seems a little off. They maybe seem a little bit more emotional than they did before. Their intellect seems a little off. In most aspects they're the same but just something is different and it's that something that you have a hard time putting your finger on, her. and this is the key that something's going on with them. Um, many times a person who suffered this, the family member starts suspecting, uh, is it drugs? Is it alcohol? But no, it's not. It's that their head is taking a, a good shake, and it's an impact. So is that
0: common in car crashes?
2: It is, and what I have here is a replica of the human skull. You can see, if you take a look at this, is this is the front of the skull, and it's narrower towards the front than it is towards the end. And what that means is if you take a blow from the front of the head, the brain, which is uh, about the consistency of the sherbet. Of what? Of sherbet. Sherbet. Yes, if you were to take it out, that's about the consistency. Uh, it's suspended in a fluid and it will slosh backwards. And it has more room to go backwards because of the shape of the skull. So the brain is really, this head is built to take an impact better from the front to push backwards than anything else. But if you're in a collision, say you get hit from behind, the head goes forward and the brain first goes backwards, hits the back, which it has plenty of room for there, but then it slingshots forward, and then it slingshots backwards again. Now, when it does this motion, think about water splashing around in a jug that you shake. And think about something being inside, splashing around. Now, the brain is made up of billions, billions of little nerves, and those nerves are connected by something called an axiom and the axiom like a wire from one nerve to another nerve s- surrounded by insulation called myelin sheath and what will happen in these <clears throat> accidents where the brain gets shook is those little nerve endings will tear the axioms will tear and when they grow back and they'll form a nerve path that's slightly off now, each one of these little axioms is a pathway to a memory or a thought or a motor control or something different for each one. And that just shifts who you were a little bit. Now, we have axioms that die and are reborn every day. <clears throat> uh, it Happens all the time. But when you have this shearing effect, we have a a shift and sometimes you can get better from that. And sometimes it's a big enough shift that you can't. Sometimes if the injury is large enough, again, it's not really the size of the injury, but where the injury is. uh, But if it's large enough, they can see this on a regular CT scan, but usually they can't. Usually it requires a scan called a SPEC scan. So they never do SPEC scans. Uh, at the er originally and you'll usually they'll check to see if there's any gross abnormality ct scan to come back clean if they think that you've hit or shaken your neck real heavily um and they move on they tell you to follow up with an expert <clears throat> is it something that's misdiagnosed a lot frequently yes yeah uh, it usually as i said is the family members will think that it is um the person's on drugs or they'll think that, you know, it's a side effect of the medication that they're on from their other injuries. Uh, Or they'll think that the person is just depressed from the pain that they're in from their other physical injuries. Because usually these people have also hurt something like their spinal column in their neck or their back or have suffered some other injury that goes along with it. So there's a lot of thought that, you know, this is just depression or this is, side effect of drugs or side effect of pain. And people are thinking that it's something else. Nobody wants to think, hey, you know, maybe I injured my brain. Nobody wants to say, hey, I'm brain damaged either. So there's a lot of people who don't want to say, you know, I'm brain damaged, they want to hide from it.
1: One of the things that people don't necessarily understand is, you know, they hear traumatic brain injuries and they think of these very severe cases by the very definition of it, a concussion is a traumatic brain injury. And, you know, I think the most important thing with what we deal with is make sure as a client as a patient that you are having open lines of communication with your attorney and doctor so that we can make sure that we get you the proper diagnosis and proper treatment. Um, I tell all my clients it's not the truth, it's the proof. And sometimes clients are, like CJ was just saying, are scared to tell us or a doctor that, you know, they forgot how to drive to work today, or, you know, they forgot their best friend's name for 30 seconds. Those are classic um, examples of what, you know, a traumatic brain injury um, could cause. So make sure you're letting your attorney know, make sure you're letting the doctor know so that you, we can make sure, the doctor can make sure that you are getting the proper scans, that you are getting the proper documentation, that you are getting the proper treatment so that you aren't one of the major cases that is misdiagnosed and does not and sort of falls by the wayside. Because at the end of the day, we want to make sure that you are getting the proper care so that, you know, you can overcome this traumatic brain injury and get back to where you were uh, prior to the motor vehicle crash or a slip and fall or whatever it may have been to cause the traumatic brain injury.
0: Yeah, so is it is it something that can be treated?
2: Oftentimes, it can be. Oftentimes, I mean, uh, these traumatic brain injuries go from catastrophic to negligible. Everything in between.
0: Uh, Is it it important to catch it earlier than later?
2: Yes, it is so that they can first show where it came from and second, so that they can get on treating it early, uh, figuring out what it is, where it's come from, and Start with the recovery. It's easier to recover from something earlier that you start from, start the recovery process. And some of the recovery processes from this stuff isn't all that bad depending on where you're at. Sometimes it's as little as playing a video game. Just rebuilding our neuro skills, uh, eye hand coordination in that particular instance. Sometimes it's uh, reading, uh, does it? Sometimes it's taking different types of supplements or medications that help you rebuild the neural networks that you had before. Sometimes it's more than that, but oftentimes it goes away on its own. Other mm-hmm. times it does not go away and it can be quite severe, but it's it's a far-ranging uh, set of circumstances and it's better to know as early as you can so that we can take preparations for you, uh, to help plan for what you're going to have to deal with in the future. If you don't know, you can't plan for it. And
0: if you can't plan for it, you're not going to be ready for what comes in the future. <clears throat> Thank you, CJ. So yeah, Brooks Law Group, we like to look at all aspects of a potential injury, uh, that you suffer in a car crash and, um, bisa do you have anything else
1: i just encourage everyone to check out our latest blog post on our website because in a lot more detail and gives people the proper resources to uh you know deal with these traumatic brain injuries and sort of put them on the right path to uh recovery so have any questions or concerns don't hesitate to reach out to steve myself or cj we'll be happy to answer any questions you may have or to traumatic brain
0: injuries or just personal injury cases in general. Okay. So thank you, CJ, for joining us. Did you have anything else you wanted to add? Uh, Well, if you do suffer from a traumatic brain injury
2: in Florida, you're in a good place to be. We have some of the greatest specialists in the world who are located down here. Uh, there are some of the greatest resources. You have one of the best chances for, uh, full recovery or for the greatest recovery possible just by the fact that
0: you're in the greater Tampa Bay area, that you're in central Florida. So there's help. Thank you. And uh, CJ's uh, email address is charles at brookslawgroup.com. And Beach the Third is Beach the Third at BrooksLawGroup.com, Beach and Three Eyes at BrooksLawGroup.com, and mine is Steve at BrooksLawGroup.com. We'll be glad to answer any of your questions about brain injury or any other thing uh, involving um, car accidents or major injuries. So thanks for joining, and we will see you next Wednesday for Wednesday's Inside Look by Brooks. Thank you.